Thank you for tuning in. This episode was actually recorded on Tuesday, December 6th. Ironically, it was only a few days after we lost my brother-in-law and his brother um, on that Sunday. And I was thinking about life and grief and what happens when we die. And I thought about something that my four-year-old daughter said to me on Friday after I found out that my brother-in-law died, not knowing that on Wednesday, yesterday, 12-7, that we would lose my grandmother on my father's side. And I titled this strategically because that's what I was feeling. It is fighting fear and finding faith. And when I recorded this message, I sat down and I said, I feel led to record this. But in the midst of recording, I watched myself on screen the entire time. But when I finished recording and I looked at the output, there was no video, only a black screen with my voice. And that kind of defeats the purpose of a video podcast. But then I thought about it. It might be a reason that I wasn't on screen because this word is so powerful that God didn't want any distractions, just his word and a reminder to people who are going through a season of grief that this is a natural part of life. And trust me, I cry quite often. Actually, I have my moments, but I realize that the reason I'm able to cope as well as I do sometimes is because I haven't given up hope. And I'm trusting God to guide me in this season of grief. And I pray that this message would bless your spirit, whoever needs to hear this message, because I know that it is powerful. And there are so many reminders with regard to God's love and how we live. And when I think about the number of people God has called home, we haven't lost them. They have just transitioned to their spiritual bodies. And on 11-12, God called home one of my aunts. So sleep in peace, Aunt Suzette. On December 2nd, God called home my brother-in-law. Sleep in peace, D. Shane. On 12-4, God called home my brother-in-law's brother. Sleep in peace, Rico. And on yesterday, God called home my grandmother, Martha. Sleep in peace, Grandma. So... I hope and pray that this episode will bless you. I pray that the Holy Spirit would minister to your spirit. And I I just thank God for all of their lives, all of their legacies. And I pray that what they left here on the earth will continue to shine through in the people that they love and their children, and their family, and their friends, their loved ones, significant others. Because life is not easy. Most days are very hard, but we still find a way to push through. So I hope and pray that this message helps you push through. Whoever needs to hear this, may they be able to hear it, and may the Spirit be able to minister to your soul in this season of grief. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. 
This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and today's title is What Happens When We Die? Fighting Fear and Finding Faith. So I am currently on a personal journey, and I say it's personal because this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. And knowing that we've had so many family members pass over the years, um, and most people probably experience some of this, but I would say because our family is so big and even our extended family and friends, I have oftentimes felt more grief just because of the fact that I've watched the people that I grew up loving leave. And on Friday, unfortunately, we lost another family member. And my heart goes out to my family right now because it is definitely a tough situation. And to know that their sibling died two days later, and this is two weeks after we buried my aunt, it's tough. And so my four-year-old daughter said to me on Friday, um, in the midst of finding out about another family member transitioning, not to cry. And so I'm going to start off this episode and let you hear exactly what she said. And at four years old, I know that this message was from the Holy Spirit because what she said was so powerful. So I'm going to play it now. Bring everybody back. Yep. You can. It's okay, Mom. You don't have to cry. You don't have to cry. When the other sister died, but you don't have to cry like I do. It's okay. Just don't cry. What do you think? What did God tell you? He told me he will bring me back to normal. He'll bring you back to normal? Well, where do we go when he calls us back home? Do we go back up there? Hmm. So in that clip, you hear my daughter say that God brings us back to normal. She tells me it's okay. I don't have to cry. And like I said, a few weeks ago, we lost my aunt. And ironically, on Thanksgiving Day, we were at my aunt's house and we were there with her sisters. And she literally said that she was messing with the lady in the bathroom. And we looked at each other because we were like, what lady in the bathroom? And she said that the lady had on purple. That is the color that my aunt was buried in. And my daughter did not go to the funeral. But what I thought was so powerful is the fact that she said that he would bring me back to normal. And so... I've been doing some Bible study because I'm like, God, I'm really trying to move out of a place of being fearful of death because it's a natural part of life. And what he brought me to was 1 Corinthians 15. 
And as I say, I've been struggling with the fear of death. But 1 Corinthians 15 talks about life and it also talks about death. But what I thought was interesting is what my daughter said about our bodies. And so when we think about our bodies, we think about life. When I look at 1 Corinthians 15, I encourage you to read the entire chapter. But when I look at verse 42, it says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there's a spiritual body. The fact that my four-year-old daughter reminded me that there is a natural body and that there's a spiritual body. She said, God said he would bring me back to normal. Our normal, we think, is our physical bodies. We think it's what we experience here on earth. Normal to God, when we think about eternity, is our spiritual body because that's the body that will never die. And it continues on in verse 45 to say, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. How be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural and afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such as they also are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And we, and as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I read this and, and trust me, it's definitely been hard. Like life has been very difficult at times because I am in the process of grieving. And I find that in this process that I try to be there for everyone. I try to provide support um, any way I can, whether that's being there, monetary donations, whatever I can, just so that other people feel love. And I realized that 
even in the midst, there's a lot of things that I personally may be struggling with because I have not necessarily allowed myself to grieve. And so this morning when I woke up, I um, I thought I w- was fine. I fell asleep last night and I woke up this morning and I felt something on the side of my eye. And I was like, what is that? And I looked at it and it was a tear that had dried. So honestly, I don't know if I was crying in my sleep or if I was crying before I fell asleep. I really don't remember. But when I woke up, what was there was the remnants of a tear from me crying. And I know in this season, a lot of times people will try to tell you, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to grieve. No one can tell you how to grieve. No one can really tell us that. Now, what I will say is that I found interesting is when I was reading the word with regard to that, I did see something that stood out to me because I recorded a message on social media this morning and I said, no one can tell us how to grieve. And then I was immediately convicted in a moment from the Holy Spirit when I read another scripture this morning and I was like, wait a minute. I never paid attention necessarily to this particular scripture. And, and when I say I didn't pay attention, it's not that I'm I'm just not, not reading. It's just that I didn't, I don't think I saw it like I saw it this morning. And when I thought about other people and not being able to tell us how to grieve necessarily, I thought about what God says about grief and about grieving. And in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18, it says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning which them are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we are then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And there were a few things that stood out to me in that this morning. And when I say God gave me a peace in my spirit, it was that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. My daughter's name is Nadia. Her name means hope. And what she said in that message was, that God said he would bring us back to normal, that he sent her here from heaven and dropped her here. And then essentially she said that he would bring us all back. I know that was nothing but the Holy Spirit speaking through my daughter to me, but also speaking through her for others. And the video of that clip is also on my YouTube channel. So I'll make sure to put it in the description. Um, And make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an update when I do go live or I have a a guest on because literally this show got me through a period of grief. 
I started this show after going through a month-long miscarriage, one that I realized my life could have been gone because of the retained products of conception, which could have led to sepsis. And more recently, dealing with another situation due to a botched medical procedure and going through that for over a month and being on a 20-day antibiotic and realizing that not everyone is as fortunate to still be here when they go through those things. But for God's purpose, I'm still here. And I thank God for that. But I want to make sure that my life is a living testimony to his grace and his mercy, but also that my life would bring him glory. And I get emotional because like I said, I am fighting fear and I'm finding faith, faith to keep going, faith to trust that he will not leave us, faith to be there and be strong for my daughter, for others, but also for myself and trusting and having hope in what he says in his word. I um, it's been rough. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's some days where it's been rough. And like I said this morning, I don't know if I fell asleep crying or I woke up crying. But I realized, you know, that I'm human and that we cry and that we grieve and it's normal and it's okay. And the sad part is some of us have been taught that grieving is not right or that we're weak. You aren't weak because you cry. The word reminds us, come to me, those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God will give us rest. Other people may judge us because they see our tears as weakness. They see us having fear and thinking that we don't know God. But fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit we have to fight in the spirit. Some things don't come out but by prayer and fasting. And some of us have to go into that closet and we have to keep fighting. We have to fight in the spiritual because as the word reminded us, the word that I read from 1 Corinthians, we are not just earthly beings. We are also spiritual beings. We are in a world. In Ephesians, it reminds us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood because we are spiritual beings as well. We are here temporarily. And as the word says, the second Adam. So I put on red for a reason to signify the blood that was shed on the cross for us, because in order for us to, to have salvation, we have to believe first that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he was sent here to die on the cross for our sins. And so I kept reading and in Proverbs 12, verse 25, in 28, it says, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. And the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. And I looked up stoop because we, we've probably heard the word and we might think, you know, I know what that means. And so I looked it up and I was like, okay, Lord, like, you know, what is stoop? in terms of the Bible. And essentially it, it talks about how we bend forward, 
how we, and let me um, get the, the formal definition um, from the concordance, but essentially it's saying to bend down, um, which makes sense. But when you think about bending down, so typically how I'll read the word is I'll replace it with the definition to help my understanding. But it said, heaviness is the heart of man, maketh it stoop, maketh it bend down to bend forward, to succumb. But a good word maketh it glad. So it also tells us that a good word. And so hence the reason I am fighting my fear and finding my faith through the word. Because I was like, okay, God, I need to do some studying because I have not yet been delivered from this unnatural fear of what is to come. Because it also reminded us in Corinthians, how can we say that essentially we want to go to heaven if we don't die? And some people, there is in Revelation, some people will not see death because God will come back and take us all up before then. But for those of us who do, believing that we are going to be okay. And at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, it reminds us that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The last enemy. And so when you think about the enemy, the enemy is who creates the fear. That enemy will be destroyed. And in Psalm 16, verses 7 through 11, it says, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. My heart is glad. How do we get there? The word maketh it glad. The word is God. The word was God. He essentially that it came from God. Um, he breathed his life into this word to instruct us here on earth and help guide us through. And I believe that his word is true because I've seen the manifestation of God in my own life. But I'll go back to Psalms 16, or excuse me, Psalm 16, verses seven through 11. So because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. And my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in what? Hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt shew me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. And then I kept on reading because, like I said, I am fighting fear finding faith through the word. So for anyone that's new to this podcast, this show is all about faith, inspiration, and transformation. How we do that is building confidence through faith in God. And initially when I, I thought I was going to release this show, I was like, okay, this show is going to be, you know, about building your self-esteem. And yes, it's about that too. And I tend to do a lot of creative things. I have a background in acting, dance. And so I like the arts and I like entertaining. But I realized throughout my life, it was preparation for now. But it's more than just entertainment for me. It's edutainment. It's educating people in what the word says. It's enjoying life 
being grateful for the gifts God gave me, using the talents that he gave me, but also bringing him glory by sharing testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. And it's been a little while since I've had some guests on. I'll probably, you know, reach out and have some more interviews scheduled here soon. But in this season, I feel like God was trying to do something in me, something to change me as a person to really build my faith. And ironically, at the beginning of the year, I have a journal. I write a lot of stuff down, but the word reminds us to do that too. Write the vision and make it plain. And so on the 2nd of January, the beginning of the year, you can't see it, but on the 2nd of January, I wrote, am I not the God that recall what he has done? I also wrote, it's a spiritual battle. It's an update for increase. God is going to do it. God is going to do it by himself. So you won't question how it got done. You will know it was God and no one else. And then on New Year's Day, I wrote last night I, or on New Year's Day, I went to Outback, but I felt, I don't know why I felt like going to Outback, but I felt like I should go to Outback. So that's where I went. And so I wrote in my journal on the second, last night I went on a date with God to Outback. I went by myself. He wants to isolate me to remind me of who I am and whose I am. So I will never let a person, man or woman, keep me from my calling. I am walking in my calling. And I started this walk in my calling during a period of grief. And ironically, 10 plus years ago, when God gave me the vision for what is now CC America, I started blogging and I called it While You Wait 101, personal quotes to inspire the lives of others. And I wrote that during a time where I was grieving. I was not only grieving the loss of a family member, a, a different family member, another aunt, but I remember the day I got the phone call. I was grieving her but then I was also grieving loss of a particular role at my job. But it was through that loss that I realized that who I am is not tied to a title, that who I am is more than what people see. It's more than a title. It's who God has called me to be. And so I realized during that time that grief is not just in terms of losing family members or loved ones. Grief can happen when you lose a job or there's a shift in a relationship, a friendship, um, it, for people going through separation or divorce. These are all periods of grief. And so often we try to minimize the fact that we are grieving, that we might feel lost, that we are going through a season or a situation. And so when I remembered that, I went back and I said, okay, Lord, there's a lot I don't understand. And I wish I had the words to speak to my family right now, because to know that we've lost quite a few people in a short amount of time is tough. And for my brother-in-law's family and his brother, it's a lot to lose both of them in a short amount of time. It's a lot. And I really don't have the words to speak to the family. All I can do is pray because I don't understand it. I'm like, God, I don't understand. And so when you don't understand, sometimes you have to seek your understanding. And for me, I decided to seek that understanding through the word. And it's starting to make a little more sense, even though 
sometimes I, I wonder about a lot. Um, but in that knowing that I'm walking through this season, my family's walking through this season, my friends who've lost loved ones are walking through this season, and other people all around the world due to situations that are unexpected. Um, and a lot of us, oftentimes, if we think about the times that our lives have been spared, I know mine has. I survived the F4 tornado, grace of God. I was literally standing in the front door. I could have easily been sucked out of that door with my little cousin. But we tried to fight against the wind. Obviously, we wouldn't have won that battle, but we tried and then we ran. And I thank God I'm still here. I've been in eight car accidents. I thank God I'm still here. I have been at an event where there was a shooting. I thank God I'm still here. And these things were unexpected. But someone has transitioned from their earthly body to their spiritual body because God brings us all back to him. Because at the end of the day, he created us. And so I was going to read Hebrews 2, and I think I, I went a little off uh, course there. But Hebrews 2, 13 through 18 says, and again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make a reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succour them that are tempted. And I thought about that word. I thought about life and he is able to succour. And when I look in the concordance for the word succour, and I want to make sure I read it uh, correctly from the word, the word sakawa means to help, to protect, or to aid. So God is here to aid us. He's here to deliver us from that bondage, that fear of sin. Because what the enemy wants us to do is he wants us to be fearful. He wants us to throw away our hope, our confidence, our belief in what he says. He wants us to take on what the enemy says about life and about who we are, and about what we can do, and about what we can achieve, and about all of these things. But God, in the midst of so much trial, so much turmoil on this earth right now, so many things, so many people leaving this earth, and seemingly at a faster rate, and at a much younger age, it's tough. It is very tough. 
And there was another scripture I wrote down. It is Proverbs 10, verse 24. So let me go there. Because what I did is I started looking up the words uh, as it related to death. And Proverbs 10, 24, it says, The fear of the wicked it shall come upon him, and the desire of the righteous shall be granted. And I was like, okay. But then you keep reading. As the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more, but the righteous is an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, but the, fo- the froward tongue shall be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked speak frowardness. And in that particular scripture, it talks about righteousness and wickedness, but we know that we live in a wicked world. And so we're battling against light and darkness. And we know that light has overcome darkness, but the Lord is with us. And the Bible also tells us that God reigns on the just and unjust, which is why you know, some people try to figure out why this happened to someone or why they died early, but that's not necessarily for us to figure out because at the end of the day, the word says that we will all essentially go back to being spiritual beings. That is our natural state. As my daughter said, he would bring me back to normal. And normal for us, what we think normal is, is us being here on this earth But what normal really is, is us being in heaven with God, us being able to, as in Hebrews 2, it talks about how God was brought to this earth. He too was also tempted by the wicked ways of the enemy, but the devil will be overcome. Death, the last enemy, will be overcome. And it's already overcome when we think about Jesus Christ dying dying on the cross for our sins. And there's one more scripture that I'm going to look up that I wrote down, which is in 2 Samuel. Um, Let me look that up really quickly. And then we're going to wrap up here. But I I just thank God for revelation. I thank him for his word because I was struggling. And not to say that I won't cry later today. Who knows? Um, Because it is hard. It is very hard when you leave behind, you know, your children, your family, your spouse, your friends. They're going to miss you. And I remember my great grandmother, God rest her soul, would always say, don't cry for me, baby. Cry for the babies being born. I can't remember what scripture that is, but it is in the Bible where it says, you know, don't cry for those who have passed on, essentially. Um, But in 2 Samuel 1, verse 11 and 12, I haven't read this one, so let's see what it says. Then David took, oh, I did read it earlier. It's about David when um, Jonathan died. Then David took hold of his clothes and rent them. And likewise, all the men that were with him, and they mourned and wept and fasted 
until even for Saul and for Jonathan, his son, and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they were fallen by the sword. And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? And he answered, I am the son of a stranger, an Amalekite. And David said unto him, How wast thou not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head, for thy mouth hath testified against thee, saying, I have slain the Lord's anointed. And then... It goes on to David's lament where he is mourning uh, Jonathan, his friend. And David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. Also, he bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph, ye mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew, neither let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away. The shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil from the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and in their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. Ye daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with other delights, who put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel. How are the mighty befallen in the midst of the battle? O Jonathan, thou wast slain in thine high places. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful. Passing the love of women, how are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? And when I read that, I think about the fact that he was grieving his friend, his brother. He was grieving him that passed away. And it's because he loved him. It is natural for us to grieve. And so I just hope and pray that this message would encourage someone today. And may you be reminded of what the word says about us and who we are. But may you be reminded on today that God loves you, that he sees you, and even in your grief, he is not hidden from you. But sometimes we just have to allow ourselves to feel all the feels, what we're feeling right now. And then when we do feel it, ask God for his comforter to come. And help us through this season to help us keep going, to help us not give up, to help us not allow our hearts and our minds to be troubled. And even in the midst of our grief, our tears, our sorrow, and our sufferings, knowing that one day we will be reunited and trusting the word that death will be destroyed. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you now just giving you praise, glory, and honor. Lord God, I lift up my sister and her family as they grieve the loss of my brother-in-law. I pray for his brother's family and for him, uh, his brother who also passed and 
his mother and the rest of the family, Lord God, we lift them up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for my aunts and my father and the rest of the family that's still grieving my aunt. I pray for my friends who are grieving the loss of their loved ones, uh, family members, friends, Lord God. We just come to you now lifting them all up in the mighty name of Jesus, but also lifting up anyone listening to this episode, Lord God, who needs you in this season, who needs to hear from you, who Lord God needs to feel your presence in this season of darkness. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their legacy. And we trust your word. We trust what you say. We trust what you can do. And we pray that you would cover everyone grieving in this season all over the world, Lord God. They need you. They need you now more than ever. We pray that you would send your comforter to give them peace, that you would cover them and lift them up lest they dash their foot against the stone. Lord God, cover the children, the children who are the legacy that have been left behind, Lord God. May you send your spirit to dwell in them, to help them, Lord God, as they walk through this thing called life. Lord God, I pray that you would cover your people. Forgive us for our sins. Help us to become the men and women that you called us to be. We come against the spirit of fear right now in the mighty name of Jesus because we know fear is of the enemy. He wants us to fear. You want us to have faith and confidence and trust in you. And God, you told us in Hebrews 10, 35, that if we do not throw away our confidence, if we persevere, it will be richly rewarded. God, I pray that by the sound of my voice, that the people listening, Lord God, that they will persevere in the face of adversity. Lord God, I thank you for allowing me to be able to persevere in times of trouble and grief and sadness. But Lord God, I pray that you would lift us up, that we would soar like eagles above anything that we experience on this natural earth, knowing that one day you will come back for us and we will, as my daughter said, go back to normal. I thank you for that reminder. I thank you for this word this morning. I thank you for this encouragement. And I pray that this message would encourage and help anyone, Lord God, that needs this message on today. May you continue to cover us and bless us, even though we may not understand why certain things happen the way they do, but we have to know and believe that we can continue to trust in you. And I pray that you would just give us peace that surpass all that surpasses all understanding. And that even when we feel like crying, Lord God, that we would let it out, but we would come to you. We would come to you to heal those wounds, to heal those scars, and to help make us whole. We give you praise, glory, and honor on today. We thank you for another opportunity to be in the land of the living, to get it right with you so that when our earthly bodies pass away, that we can join you in the spiritual because we know that eternity, eternity with you is far better than being here on this earth. And God, we just pray that you would allow us to continue to follow after and believe in your word and not be tempted to sway because of what the enemy tries to tell us. We trust you. We love you, Lord God. We give you praise, glory, and honor. I pray that you would lift up your children in this hour and on this day, that their hearts will not fail them from grief. Lord God, we come against the spirit of grief that would be so heavy on their hearts, Lord God. We come against that right now because we know that we can mourn, but God, we pray that grief would not overtake anyone, Lord God, that they would be able to stand strong in these times of adversity because there's a part in your word that says that men's hearts will fail from fear. 
We come against that in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that you would give people faith and trust and that you would allow us to come to you as our source. And as your word says, that the word makes our heart glad. We thank you for this on today. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We love you. We cherish you. And we pray that everyone would be blessed and would be made whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in and keep on keeping on. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.